With more than 40 million copies sold, the original classic edition of Jesus Calling is your daily guide to living a more peaceful life. Its price and size also make it the perfect gift for anyone who needs encouragement. Find Jesus Calling wherever you buy books. Anything you do for the Lord and you present it to Him in the right heart posture, He will come and consume it, and He will dwell there. Welcome to the Jesus Calling Podcast. The Bible is filled with stories of people who faced uncertain times, like Joseph, who was betrayed by his brothers and was sold as a slave, or Job, who went through unbearable pain and loss. But their hardships didn't cause them to give up. In fact, their lives went on to have profound impact, despite the challenges along the way. This week's guests know what it's like to feel like giving up after enduring a trying season, but instead persevered in the hope of making their lives count. South Florida rapper Otis has collaborated with artists such as Rick Ross and Flo Rida. As a youth, Otis was kicked out of multiple schools and made some unwise choices due to peer pressure. Instead of succumbing to a label of being a problem, he took the challenges he faced in his youth and turned them into a passion to help all kids succeed. Collegiate softball player Caitlin Pavey was born without a full arm. You might think this could have been an impediment to pursuing a sport like softball, but Caitlin was determined to be the best she could be and ended up becoming one of the top players in her sport. Let's start with Otis's story. My name is Otis Kemp, and I am a life recording artist, life music recording artist. Some people equate that to gospel music, but I prefer to call it life music. I am from Miami, Florida. I am a singer, songwriter, producer, and I am also an entrepreneur. Growing up in South Florida, it was interesting because I grew up in a time where, you know, Miami was a hub for drug dealers. And so you had preachers, drug dealers, and robbers on the same, you know, uh, corner. And so me seeing all of those different types of individuals, it actually impacted my life in so many ways. I would never want to change that experience because I really love my city. I went to um, public school first. Then my parents put us in Christian private school. And I was just, yeah. <laughs> the prodigal son in the private school because I challenged people. <laughs> so I was a child that read the Bible from a young age and, you know, having that gifting on the inside, I still had to navigate how to deal with it. And that came with some rough hurdles of people not understanding me in schools. And of course, now when you're challenging someone, you're being you know disrespectful. I was a bit rough because I, I hung around rough people. My family was rough. It shaped me to now be able to deal with the young kids in this age and this, this time we're living in to let them know, listen, I know what you're going through. Learning for me is essential in every aspect of my life. I was at the studio in South Florida. A friend of mine, his name is Flo Rider. He's a um, hip-hop artist. I walked in there and he had this other guy in there with him. They asked me something about the Bible. And I began to expound on it. And before I knew it, I looked up again and it was about 20 people in the room. And the guy that was with him at first was a Muslim. And he said, brother, I've never heard anybody explain the Bible to me that way. He said, I need your number. I want to get to know you and talk to you more. And that right there shifted me. I'll never forget it. I said, what am I doing? You know, God, you gave me this gifting of whatever it is. I didn't understand it, but um, I knew that I was 
supposed to be using it for him. That turning point for me had been a huge curve because it didn't happen overnight. When we got the deal with Def Jam, I was married at the time and my wife was threatening to leave me. And so she was moving to Orlando without me. And I said, I couldn't let that happen with my kids. So I left and went to Orlando with her. And so me separating myself and moving to Orlando, people thought I was crazy. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You were here every step of the way, you know, to build this thing. And now you walk away when we get, you know, right here. It was hard. It wasn't easy. And I think that's why God is faithful and him blessing me now, because I gave up something at a time where it was just insane to the normal individual. And even at that time, I was not at 100 percent, not even at 80 percent to be living appropriately, according to the Bible. But my heart was always in a place where I wanted to do it. I represent the misfits. I represent the people that's looked over. I represent the people that no one wants to take the time out to show them how to navigate. I always served people. I always helped everybody else except myself. And so I saw all of the different hurdles that we had to um, jump and all the different avenues that we went through in hip hop music. And I have an understanding of the word of God as well as understand the academia in a way therefore it can be shared to the youth in a simple form, not deep or not difficult. That's what they want. And to be honest with you, children have such a, a pure spirit, they can feel the authenticity of the individual that they're dealing with. And so I'm able to relate that now to the kids that I'm dealing with. Uh, I was able to start a school with my parents. And so we're, we're blessed and we thank God for it. It's been ups and downs, but God has been able to sustain us all the way through. He never said it would be easy, but he said, I'll be there with you even until the end of the age. There's a saying in church where we're from, and I'm sure it's been heard around the world, but um, <laughs> it says, let the life I live speak for me. So there's people that say they're gospel artists and they don't walk in love. They don't exemplify any signs of a person that follows Jesus Christ. So life music should exemplify your life and it should come through the use of music and whatever avenue God is basically giving you to use it through. So life music to me, means that my life should exemplify who I'm singing about or what I'm singing about, you know, and who I represent. I just wrote about my life. <laughs> That's life music. <laughs> I always knew Daily Bread was a song that would touch people's heart, no matter what, what you were a part of, no matter what you believed in, your religion, it doesn't matter. Music is it's a universal language and it's involuntary. It was out, but it was locally. And um, I just never really pursued it. And so one day um, they played on the satellite radio here all the time. And I was riding and people started calling me again years later. And they playing you on the radio. And I just heard God. He said, go. Anything you do for the Lord and you present it to him in the right heart posture, he will come and consume it. And he will dwell there. And so I'm honored that he chose Otis. And that's something no one can ever take from me. That God has smiled on me and it's just the beginning. See, when you read the word of God, it gives you all of the necessary tools that you need in life. Jesus listens, February 18th. Cherished love Jesus. While I sit quietly in your presence, please feel my heart 
and mine with thankfulness. This is the most delightful way to spend time with you. When my mind needs a focal point, I can gaze at your love poured out for me on the cross. I need to remember that neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation can separate me from your love. This remembrance builds a foundation of gratitude in me, a foundation that circumstances cannot shake. In your soothing name, amen. To learn more about Otis Camp, follow him on social media and check out his songs wherever you listen to music. Stay tuned to Caitlin Pavey's story after a brief message. During times of transition and unknown next steps, it's more important than ever to cling to the promises of God and to tune your ear to what Jesus has to say. Jesus Calling for Graduates is an encouraging compilation of 150 devotions from Sarah Young's brand. Grads will find topics such as discerning God's will, self-worth, trust, support, and much more. Jesus Calling for Graduates is perfect for both high school and college graduates as they embark on the next chapter. Look for our special custom edition of Jesus Calling for Graduates, available exclusively at faithgateway.com. Our next guest, former collegiate softball player Caitlin Pavey, was faced with challenges of being born with one arm due to Focomelia syndrome. Caitlin shares how she trusted that God had a plan for her to overcome adversity and how in doing so she was able to be used in a great way to inspire others, eventually even having a movie made about her life. Hi, um, my name is Caitlin Rockwood. People might know me as Caitlin Pavey. I just recently got married to my husband, Kevin, and we live in Greenville, Indiana. I'm also a former collegiate softball player who just happens to have one arm. I currently work at the NFCA, which is a big softball organization, and what we do is we help support fast-pitch softball coaches and their quest to excel in the sport, and we all come together to try to advance and further the game of softball. So, Focomelia syndrome is basically meaning that my arm didn't fully develop in the womb. So, my left arm kind of cuts off right where my elbow would be, and it left me with a small hand with two digits. I was diagnosed right when I was born. So my mom went in for ultrasounds, went in for everything, and everything looked normal. You know, nothing detected that I had one arm at all. And so no one knew until I was born. And for me, knowing that I have one arm, I didn't really see myself as any different or really didn't think much of it. My grandma told my dad, God doesn't make mistakes. You know, she was born like this for a reason. God has a plan and everything's going to be okay. So my journey to become an all-state softball player for my high school began my senior year. You know, I had a whole goal sheet of what I wanted to accomplish that year. Um, I wanted to hit my first home run and I wanted to sign a scholarship to play somewhere to play softball in college. And so that year, I really worked hard and I'm proud to say that I did hit my first home run that year. I did uh, become an all-state softball player. So my senior year of high school, I also received a full-ride scholarship to Cincinnati Christian University. And to get that really meant a lot to me, and it really showed just how much work that I put in to get there. And, 
you know, overcoming all the negative comments that I would get from people saying, like, you know, you can't do this, you will never be able to make it. And so just for me to, to prove to myself that I can do this and that, you know, I got to this point was very, very humbling and exciting. I love softball because softball is a game of failure. And I kind of relate it to life. There's going to be a lot of adversity that you face in life. And I liked that adversity that I faced in softball because I like to figure out ways to adapt and to overcome that. I faced an injury my freshman year of college as soon as I got there. We were practicing in the fall and we had a scrimmage game that we were going to have right before one of our first actual collegiate games. I hit the ball right to the shortstop. Well, knowing me, I do everything 100%. So even though I hit it right to the shortstop, my goal was to beat it out at first base. So when I was running down first baseline, I kind of lunged at the base. Um, My left leg landed on top of the bag and my body went forward, but my leg didn't come with me. And all I heard was pop, 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 pop. And I fell to the ground. And in my mind, I knew something was wrong. I didn't really know what was wrong. I just saw my kneecap kind of pointed the opposite way. I had x-rays done, had MRIs done, and I ended up tearing my ACL. I tore my meniscus and I sprang all the ligaments around my knee. And so my freshman year before I even got to play was done. And I had a red shirt that year. And the doctor told me it was gonna be a nine month recovery. And at that point in my life, you know, softball was so important to me and I was lost without it. And I didn't even know what to do. And so that's really whenever the questioning of, you know, why me? And, you know, questioning God, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Am I ever gonna play softball again? The same grandma who told me that God doesn't make mistakes, she told me that God has a plan for everything and you might not know what that is, but it's gonna make you better, it's gonna make you stronger and you just have to trust in Him. And that's kind of what I leaned on to get through this recovery. And I told the doctor, you know, I'm gonna get back to playing softball because that's what I love. And God gave me the ability to do this and this is what I'm gonna do. And he said, there's no way you can recover quicker than nine months, it's gonna take a while. And I said, no, I'll be back out there in five. And I ended up recovering in four and a half months from this injury. And it just proved to me that, you know, trusting in God and trusting that he has a plan really kind of pushed me to get better and pushed me to come back and play softball again. I just got back to where I could play softball again. And then all of a sudden we were hit with an email saying, your school is closing in December. And at this point it was October. So we had three months to figure out what we were doing. And then my mind was like, okay, well, I just got back to playing softball, but going back to what my grandma said and what I pushed through with the injury is, you know, trusting in God and trusting God has a plan for you. You know, I searched for schools and I ended up going to Midway University in Kentucky. And, you know, I was playing about 20 games there and went to school for about a semester and then COVID happened. When I got to KCU, I really realized that and I realized, you know, I don't need to play for myself. I need to play for him and all my playing and all my, like my actions and my words should be glorifying to him and should show others him through my play. And that's really what helped me get through that and really what wanted me to help inspire others. For me to rely on God at this time was, you know, in prayer and trusting that 
Like I said, that he has a plan for me. Even though I didn't know what the future held, I just was reminded that I know who holds my future and that in the end there's going to be a plan and there's going to be a reason why these things happened. I believe that I ended up at Kentucky Christian for the reason that I became an All-American softball player and I don't think that I would have done that if I didn't go through one school closing or I didn't go through the injury that really opened my eyes to see that you know it wasn't myself that got me to this point. It was God and God had a plan in it and God gave me the abilities and gave me the platform to use. Jesus Listens, April 22nd. Dear God, even when everything seems to be going wrong, I can fight discouragement through my trust in you. I know that you are God of surprises, not limited by the way things are or by the paltry possibilities I can see. With you, all things are possible because you are infinitely creative and powerful. The longer I wait for my prayers to be answered, the closer I am to a breakthrough. Meanwhile, I found that waiting for you, aware of your loving presence, is a blessed way to live. Your word assures me that you are good to those who wait for you. In your breathtaking name, Jesus, amen. To learn more about Caitlin, check out the new movie based on her story called, I Can. If you'd like to hear more stories about discovering God's unique purpose for our lives, check out our interview with Darnell Ferguson. Next time on the Jesus Calling Podcast, we'll hear from digital creators Stevie and Cezanne Hendricks, who share how they discovered the true definition of a good life, and it wasn't at all what they expected. Cezanne and I have seen time and time again where we felt let down, we felt hurt, we felt misguided, that God has actually come in and said, if you will just trust me again, if you just follow me, I've got a good plan for you. Thanks for listening to the Jesus Calling Podcast. Every week, we'll bring you stories from people who share their journeys of faith and how prayer and a relationship with God transformed their lives. Be sure to follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And leave us a review so others can be inspired weekly by these stories of faith. Finally, you can find encouragement, resources, and more on the Jesus Calling website at JesusCalling.com.